This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And welcome back. Remember, more information about the show can always be found on our Facebook page. Visit us and like us at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. In the studio with me now, we're joined by Tracy Rawls. Tracy is with Exclusive Services. Also joining us over the phone this morning is Lisa Meacham. She is founder of the Sickle Cell Alliance Foundation. It's our pleasure to welcome both of you ladies to Sunday Morning Magazine. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. All right, good. Lisa, we'll start with you this morning. We had you on the show a few weeks back, a few months back, as a matter of fact. We had you a part of a panel where we were talking to parents who are parenting children with chronic illnesses, right? Yes. Yes, we did. Okay. And so remind us, your daughter has sickle cell. Is that right? Yes. um, I have a 16-year-old daughter. Um, She has sickle cell SS disease, which is the, I guess, the worst form of sickle cell. We used to say that she doesn't have the worst case, but she's had a pretty trying year. Um, But she's still fighting and, and, you know, moving forward, trying to stay healthy. Okay. And so when was she diagnosed? She was diagnosed at birth. Um, in Ohio, there's a mandate. All uh, children are tested uh, for sickle cell at birth. Okay. And so that's obviously how you guys found out, right? Yes. We didn't find out right when we were at the hospital. It took about two weeks for the results to come in. Um, but, yeah, it was about two weeks after she was born that we found out. Okay. So in that two weeks, do you start seeing any symptoms or anything? No, uh, typically you may not see any symptoms in an infant child until they're about six months to a year um, because they still have what's called fetal hemoglobin um, in their body, which doesn't uh, mutate into the sickle cells during that first six months of life. Okay, so when you got the diagnosis, were you thinking, oh, well, they may be wrong because I'm not seeing anything? Um, No, I didn't think that because I knew that they you know, had, had taken her blood. So Mm -hmm. it, it, and I knew that there was a possibility, um, that she could have it because my husband and myself both have the sickle cell trait. Um, we would have a one in four chance of any children that we have to have sickle cell. Okay. So you knew that going into it? Well, we knew it before we had her. We didn't know it when we met each other. (laughs) Okay, so how do you find out something like that? Because I'm sure that's just something most couples wouldn't even have a clue. We we just didn't know when we met each other that we both had the trait, and we didn't understand the importance of even discussing that before being in a relationship. The mandatory blood testing at birth started, if I'm not mistaken, in 1980. So anyone born before that year are the only people that pretty much have to guess about it or try and be tested through their family doctor to be sure. Um, Hmm. Actually, at the walk that we're having on September 9th, we are going to be doing trait testing. So anyone that is unsure whether or not uh, they have the sickle cell trait can be tested at the walk. And if I could clarify, um, the mandate uh, was 1990 when they start um, testing uh, youth at birth, um, Lisa. I think our research mm-hmm. came back at 1990. So anybody born prior to that uh, may not have gotten tested. So that's one of the biggest initiatives that exclusive services and uh, SCAF is pushing, especially at the walk and events that we do, is that testing on site because 
I was born prior to 1990, so a lot of us were, so we may not even know we have the trait or the disease. So this way we are, you know, pushing that initiative so that, you know, folks can get tested on site. So let's go back. Let's talk more about some of the symptoms of sickle cell. Um, You mentioned some of them, but let's go back and talk more about that. And you mentioned that we usually start seeing those symptoms after the age of six months. Let's talk more about the symptoms here. Sickle cell varies as far as the symptoms go from person to person. There is no uniform map for the disease. Um, Some things, one child, even though they both may be SS, one child may experience um, multiple acute chest uh, occurrences and another child may have never experienced it. It's, it's not a disease that pretty much has, has a uniform way of manifesting itself. It um, is different for every patient. Okay, so explain to us and tell us what it's been like for you and your family over the last 16 years um, living with this disease, sickle cell, with your daughter who is now 16. What has that been like for you all? Well, um, initially starting out when we first were told, I was told over the telephone um, by a doctor calling me to to tell me, um, you know, your daughter has sickle cell. And that was pretty devastating, even though we knew the possibility of her having it. It's just still not something easy to hear or to hear over the phone. After that, there was an organization called Sickle Cell Awareness Group where they had a counselor contact us and brought us in to watch some genetic videos and just talk about life with sickle cell and the things that we need to look for. Um, Specifically, most importantly, a fever of 101 or more. Um, A child with sickle cell automatically um, is, is pretty much admitted to the hospital so that they can try and find out why there's a fever and what's causing the fever to try and get rid of the fever or, you know, if there's some type of virus in the body, what's really causing the fever. There's so many different things that you have to look for with a child. Children with sickle cell um, also have a high likelihood of having strokes. Um, So there's certain tests that they have to have to determine whether or not they have had a stroke, if they may have a stroke, and then also to try and create a preventative plan. they usually uh, are started out taking penicillin. When my daughter started out taking penicillin um, to reduce the likelihood of her um, catching any colds or, or germs from other kids. I mean, kids pass on anything, everything to each other just by interacting, but the immune system for a sickle cell patient is not as strong as a, as a regular um, person. So if they're around someone that has a cough or getting over a cough nine times out of ten, they're going to catch it. Um, So these things we had to be educated on um, immediately so that we'll know what to look for. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, we're speaking to Lisa Meacham. She is founder of the Sickle Cell Alliance Foundation. Also speaking to Tracy Rawls. Tracy is with Exclusive Services. For more information on sickle cell or more information on the show, all you have to do is go to our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Head there now, like us there now, and join the conversation there as well. So, Lisa, explain to us, over the years, what has treatment looked like for your daughter? Well, my daughter, as I spoke, my child uh, had a test. They do what they call a transcranial Doppler, which is an ultrasound of the brain. And that test helps to determine whether the child has had a stroke or if they have a likelihood of having a stroke. 
she had what they called a conditional transcranial Doppler, which meant that she had a high likelihood of having a stroke. So at the age of three, they began um, putting her on transfusion therapy. So she got blood transfusions every four weeks mm. from the age three to the age of 12 and a half. Um, last June, they started her on a medication called hydroxyurea, um, which is the one of the newest medications being used to treat sickle cell patients um, and to help control the sickle cells in their body. Um, unfortunately, in our case, the medication didn't work for my daughter, and it's pretty much been her, I mean, as she describes it, the worst year that she's had dealing with the disease, um, a number of hospital admissions, and just trying to keep her from being in pain almost every day since she started that medication. Ultimately, it was recently decided, I think in June, to uh, stop her from taking that medication because they just accepted the fact that it wasn't working for her. Um, and we started her on what's called apheresis, which is a blood exchange where they take um, the majority of her blood out and replace it with new blood. I think the initial um, apheresis treatment she had, um, they took out 85% of her blood and replaced it with blood that was donated to Hawksworth. Um, so she had a, a low level of sickle cell blood in her body. Um, her body is still trying to get used to it um, at this point. So she's still experiencing pain crisis and some of the other symptoms that she has. Um, one of the biggest things that she has or that we've realize she's developed is, is, is anxiety. So multiple doctor's appointments and um, just trying to be a regular 16-year-old teenager and the whole world knows that she has a disease that um, she doesn't look like she suffers from. So Lisa, you're the founder of the Sickle Cell Alliance Foundation. What led to your decision to start this foundation? Well, like I said, when my daughter was born, um, there were support services for the families um, that we were able to take advantage of and participate in. Those programs either lost funding or um, there were people who moved on in life and there just was nothing there to support the families. And I realized when my daughter was like, it was probably about when she turned 12 or 13, that pretty soon she's going to have to transition from Children's Hospital onto adult care. Um, but there was nothing in place. I uh, started reaching out to different people at the hospitals and decided that, you know, if there's nothing like that for her, then that means there's a whole lot of other people that there's nothing like that for. So then that's when uh, myself and Latasha Heisel founded uh, Sickle Cell Alliance Foundation. All right, so let's bring in Tracy here. Now, you guys have a collaboration with Tracy's organization. Tracy, tell me about what you do. I am the CEO of Exclusive Services. We are an integrated healthcare facility. We um, provide primary care, substance abuse, mental health, mentoring, psychiatric services, all under one roof. So we do a little bit of everything. So how did you two come together, um, Lisa? How did you guys come together for this collaboration? Well, we've actually 
actually known each other for some years. And um, I don't even remember. I think we were just talking one day, and I started telling her about sickle cell. And I think I had like an epiphany some years ago thinking, okay, what if we had our own um, private, you know, like urgent care for sickle cell patients and just was brainstorming, telling her about it. At the same time, Tracy in the back of her mind is thinking, I can do that now. But she didn't tell me. And then when I thought about it a couple months later, I said, Tracy, what about if you guys start doing it? She said, well, I thought about it, but I was just waiting to see what you were going to do to see how I help. I said, no, we're going to do this for the greater good. It's, it's not about, let's let's just get it moving. Okay. <laughs> so that's pretty much yeah. how we, we kind of started. And then Tracy, I mean, she's one of those people when you throw something at her, it just blooms. Okay. And that's kind of how we got to where we're at today. Okay. And so, Tracy, you run this clinic for, for patients with sickle cell. Is that what, did you guys, did that come to fruition? Is that, are you guys still working on that? Well, we are starting the launch. Um, we are accepting sickle cell patients now, but we are doing the full launch in September. Is that right, Lisa? Are we yes. doing it? So, okay. Yes. In September, we're doing the full launch where, you know, making the community aware of what it is that we're doing. So, We've already been providing these services, so why not, you know, target a population that's really in need opposed to, you know, numerous ER visits and things like that. Pain medication that's given to our youth at such young age, we can do pain management, alternatives to medication because we all know about the opiate epidemic. So Mm -hmm. just, you know, sometimes has different faces and, you know, we get kind of lost in the shuffle as to, you know, a population that is suffering from that as well. So these youth are given, you know, strong pain medication at a very young age. So we are going to provide alternative methods like massages. Um, and you're talking about sickle cell patients. Sickle cell patients, okay. yes. Um, they will get alternative um, to the ER, um, which will um, include massages, um, acupuncture, um, aqua uh, therapy, physical therapy, things that they can use outside of just, you know, that medication that they will um, be able to manage that pain and without always having to use those medications. Okay. Now, you guys have a walk that's coming up soon. Tell me about this walk. This is going to be our third annual walk. Our initial walks were about 3K. This year it's going to be a 5K, and we've also collaborated with the city of Forest Park uh, for this walk. It's going to be on September the 9th. Um, Registration begins uh, at 8 a.m. You can also register online now before the walk, um, and then that way you won't have to wait in line. Last year we had about 200 to 300 people um, come out to our walk. We're expecting a much bigger turnout this year. There's going to be a lot of vendors there, um, and it's going to also, um, after the walk, start out for Forest Park Days, where they have every year something for their community um, to just come out and socialize with each other, almost like a a fair. Um, There's going to be, like I said, different vendors. Um, There's going to be a lot of health vendors there. In addition to doing uh, trait testing, uh, Caracol is going to be there doing HIV testing. And we're going to have Hawksworth there um, trying to get people signed up to donate blood, which is very important um, to the treatment of sickle cell patients. So we're very excited about um, this day and um, 
everything that it's going to entail and the possibilities um, that will arise from the wall. Okay, so let's go back. You mentioned this. You both mentioned this in a, a trait testing. What does that, and you, you talked about it earlier. You said you and your husband had it done. But what does it actually involve? What does it look like? Um, the importance of trait testing is so that um, young people are aware before they start mating um, or finding husbands and wives that they, you know, actually have the traits so that they can know that it's important for them to um, find out whether or not their partner actually has the trait to try and stop having children with sickle cell. It's We want to stop the sickle cycle is what it's called. Um, it, it's an ongoing cycle of children being born with sickle cell because people aren't aware of their status before having children. Um, so Tracy can give a little bit more information about the uh, test itself that will be done at the walk. Yes, so our um, nurse practitioner will be there on site and um, it is just as, uh, as if you would get an immunization. It, she's just uh, taking blood, and she takes the blood into these designated tubes, and then she stores them. And then at the end of the day, um, our lab comes and picks them up, and they do the testing. We do have to um, tell folks to bring their picture ID as well as their insurance card because the test is very expensive and um, it is billable from their insurance. So we'll be able to do that so that they're not paying out of the pocket for this test. And um, once that happens, what was it, about 24, 48-hour notice from the minority? uh, Lisa, did we find out those testing? It was about 48 hours um, after being sent that um, we get the results. And we did this at our minority health fair as well back in April. And um, we did have someone that was positive. So they were real grateful for the test. All right. And with that, we're running out of time this morning, ladies. Why should our listeners come out and support this walk, the 5K walk for sickle cell on September 9th? Why should our listeners support this walk? Well, it's to um, help support our community, just as we do with any other um, disease. Sickle cell is the number one hereditary disease, and it it receives somewhat of the the least amount of support. So we want to rally our community together to help um, support the patients and families live uh, as normal life as possible, and that's what Sickle Cell Alliance Foundation and Exclusive Services want to help bring to fruition for these families. Okay, Tracy, why should we come out to this event? We should come out, one, to get tested and um, take advantage of all the organizations that are going to be there talking about health and and issues and things like that, and for awareness and education. A lot of people don't know about sickle cell, and I was one of those uh, several years ago that I knew about it, but I didn't know the impact until, you know, someone close to me, uh, like Lisa and her daughter, has been suffering, and then, you know, that's when, you know, I jumped on board because, I mean, I, I had to. There was, you know, no question. I think others will, too just as long as they know. Okay. And Lisa, if our listeners would like to find out more about the Sickle Cell Alliance Foundation, how can they find out more? They can find us on Facebook. We are also on Twitter. Or they can look at our uh, web address, which is com. Likewise, Tracy, if our listeners would like to find out more about exclusive services, how can they find out more? We're also on Facebook. Um, you can also uh, reach us at xservices.org is our website, or you can call 513-827-9273. 
All right. Well, thank you, ladies. And if you would like more information about the walk or anything that you may have missed, all you have to do is go to our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now. Thank you so much, ladies. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Well, that's it for this edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. For anything that you may have missed or for more information about the show, you can always like us on our Facebook page. Visit Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Well, that's it for this edition of the show. I'm Rodney Lear. Until next week, be encouraged. Sunday morning, Sunday, Sunday morning, Sunday, Sunday morning, man.